This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and these walls are thin, y'all. Me and the internet were fighting. I'm trying to figure out why we fighting. You know, Mercury is done retrograding. I mean, I know we got the, the uh, post-shadow going on right now. But, like, you know, like, come on, man. Like, I came on here and the internet was like, forget you. No, I don't want to do what you asked me to do. I ain't shit. You ain't shit. We all ain't shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, the internet was on some 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 shit today, and I don't know what's going on. We ain't got no announcement, but we have had we do have a very a sad, interesting announcement today, which I don't. Think is a coincidence. I always don't think things are coincidences. I never think things are coincidences. Whether it happened to the worst of us or the best of us, I don't think things are coincidences. Nope, nope, nope. There's no quinky dinkies in the reality of life. Okay. Um, so y'all know how I like to start my podcast. It's beautiful outside, it's all nice and cold. I can get my hair done again now because my hair ain't gonna sweat out. It's all nice. I get to turn my heat on, girl. It's all nice. But yeah, y'all know how I like to get my podcast started off. There's a lot of things that have happened over the weekend. One of them is the Millennium Tour came to town. No, I didn't go. So yeah, um, this first story I found, I found it on Emily Cotton. Well, I found it on somewhere else first, I think. Yeah, it's Everyday Houston Live. I found it on there, and then I found it another it on um Emily Cotton Top, and it says, uh, Christina Nance, a woman found dead in unused police vehicle. In Huntsville, Alabama, family wants answers. Christina Nance was reported missing by her family, and after two weeks, she was discovered dead in an old, unused police van outside of the police department. According to Yahoo, the family is asking the police department to release surveillance footage from the camera mounted in the parking lot. Her sister, Latasha Nance, told WHNT that police officers told the family they were sure how far back the camera captures footage went. Y'all were talking about the red flags. These are the red flags. This is a red flag to me. On Monday, I'm sorry. Additional, additionally, the news outlet said its reporter had not heard back from the department regarding the footage. The Nance family also said they had not been told how long the 29-year-old's body, body languished in the police department parking lot. On Monday, Latasha Nance said she last saw her sister two weeks before her body was discovered on October 7th. The sisters were in Latasha's car. I just looked back at her the morning, sibling said, and she was just smiling. I said, Christina, why are you smiling like that? And she just said, oh, nothing. It's nothing. That's the last number I have of my sister. The community protest is set for Friday in Huntsville at Madison County Jail. 
Now, this was three days ago, so. I hope the family get the answers and the justice they want um, from this. This is sad, but this is not a coincidence. I don't think this is a coincidence. My um, hearts go out to the family and thoughts go out to the family. Um, also, stop lying because black people have a bad habit of lying and saying they're praying and stuff. And that's their prayer right there. And that's true. I found this article. I found this article on several different things, but I found this one on an astrology site. It says Astrolo Cherry. Astrolo Cherry. And it says men lost at sea 29th day. Say it was a nice break from reality. I know it was, girl, because I'm trying to find a place. I'm girl. I'm tired of this. Oh, it seems like a lot of the stories I found this weekend was about somebody being murdered. I'm sorry if this is a little negative and takes you to a dark place. I'm not trying to be negative or take nobody to a dark place. There's a lot going on. Um, so I apologize if if this makes you feel down and out. Um, so yeah. So Bossup Official is uh this comes from Bossup Official and it says Family of murdered Georgia honor students still seeking answer, claiming friends aren't talking. See, this is what I don't like stuff like that. When you have friends and friends are there around you around the time something happened to you and they don't say nothing. That's why I ain't got any like that. I don't roll with people like that. It seems like bad stuff happened to people. The more people you around, the more bad stuff happens, which I don't understand. The family of a Georgia honor student is willing after they said they still seeking answers in her death. Tori Lang, an 18-year-old graduate of Stevenson High School, was planning for college where her life was suddenly cut short. According to her relative, who spoke with people, she was enrolled in an electrical um, apprenticeship program, loved her Pomeranian dog, Tyga, and was full of joy and kept vision boards around the house. I'll never forget that um, we, we, my pastor said that about people who passed away. And I remember this was something that sent me into a deep depression. But it's true. People who passed on, they had dreams too, y'all. That's why it's always good to get your dreams out there um, before you go, are gone. And you don't know the day or the hour you're going to die. Despite that, on July 28th, a passerby found Toy's body under a tree in Yellow River Park in Stone Mountain, Georgia. She has a gunshot wound to the head and her car was found burned and hidden in some woods miles from where she was discovered. Police told people they believe the killer abandoned the vehicle and have ruled out robbery as a motive. They're also iron several suspects in Tori's case. I'm going to be doing uh, more research on that. Um, but once again, my heart and thoughts go out to her family as well. They also need answers. This is a shame. That's the second black woman I just told y'all about. Second. Second. All right, this one is from Too Much Hot Tea. And it was from ex-Portland Trailblazer, Jordan Brand Head, Larry Miller. He admits 
to killing men at 16 and kept secret for 56 years. Ex-Portland Trailblazer, president and current Jordan Brand chairman. Okay, so he's Jordan Brand chairman and president of the Trailblazers. Jordan, he, um, Larry Miller is sharing his darkest secret with the world. Admitting he killed a man when he was 16 years old and hid it from his closest friends, including Michael Jordan, until recently. Why y'all we got drag somebody into it? They ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> this has nothing to do with it, Fred. Stop, man. Just just take the bullet by yourself. If you did something, you take it like a you take it like a man, take it like a woman, and you you take responsibility for what you did. Don't drag nobody else's name into it. Miller detailed the the September 1965 incident in an interview with Sport Illustrated this week, saying he was a gangbanger seeking retaliation after a friend was stabbed and killed in West Philadelphia. So he downed a bottle of wine, grabbed his gun, and went on a hunt for a rival gang member. Miller said he ended up shooting and killing the first person he saw, 18-year-old Edward White, despite not knowing if the man was involved in his friend's killing. So you just killed an innocent bystander because you were drunk. So you were underage, intoxicated, and you were holding up, you were holding the gun that was not yours, probably, or registered at all. Y'all want to go to jail at old ages. I would have kept that to myself. I wouldn't have told nobody because I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to be 70 years old in prison. <laughs> I just died. <laughs> I ain't doing the orange new brat with y'all. That's what make it even more difficult for me because it was for no reason at all, Miller told the outlet. Nobody cares about how difficult it was for you. Why are you talking? I mean, there was no valid reason for this to happen. And that's the thing that I really struggle with and that you know, it's a thing that I think about every day. He's so selfish. It's like, I did this into someone who, it was no reason to do it. And that's the part that really bothers me. Miller was arrested shortly after and ended up spending many years behind bars, and, behind bars until he was 30. He, he only stayed behind bars for 15 years. That's all he got. Mm. Once he got out, Miller then became a massive success in the business industry. He was hired by Nike in 97 and served as joint brand president from 1996 to 2006 before joining the Blazers. He later returned to his previous position in Nike Jordan in 2012. Miller said he spent the past few months slowly sharing his secret with his inner circle and from MJ to NBA commissioner Adam Silver, the response he received has been positive. Now Miller is hoping to use his story to leave a positive impact on today's youth and is fighting to get second chances to those who also fell on hard times. If I could go back and undo it, I would absolutely do that, Miller added. I can't. So all I can do is try to do what I can do to help other people and try to maybe prevent this from happening to someone else. So he did serve time in prison, but still, like... Why would you tell that story? I know you tell it as a cautionary tale, but come on. All right. That's a whole bunch of other stories. I want to talk about before I get to the main event. Y'all know what the main event going to be. All right. It's always B2K adjacent. So, yeah. 
This next story comes from the shade room. This contributor is Christina C. And it says, Pop Smoke's accused killer attempt to get murder charges dropped because he is the alleged driver, not the shooter. Well, you're guilty by association, fool. We tell y'all about that. We tell y'all about that. Y'all be thinking fat meat and greasy. Stop hanging out with friends. They ride dirty. It says the only adult suspect accused in the late pop smoke murder is trying to get a few of his charges dropped based on the fact that he was only the alleged driver during the commission of the crime and personally didn't kill anyone. The shade room was in court this morning when Corey Walker and his attorney, Christopher Darden, appeared before a judge with a motion to dismiss several charges, including murder, with the special circumstances that they occurred during a, 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 occurred. Girl, you know you don't say your use like that. Why are you saying that? During a robbery and burglary. Walker is one of four suspects arrested in connection to Pop Smoke's murder, with the other suspects being minors during the incident. While Darren tells us that they're in talk of settling, he admits his team and the district attorney's office are nowhere near close to being done. Perhaps we have a resolution or not, Darren said, adding, we all realize my client didn't kill anybody. He's a 19-year-old kid. The other one was 17 and 15. The shade room attained docs filed this morning in, at Los Angeles County Superior Court in which Darren argued that Walker was not the gunman, nor did he even enter the house. But you around minors who did it. So it makes it seem like you're the ringleader, you old dumbass. Y'all, mm, that made my butt itch. Okay, so this next topic is from Melon and Me podcast, and it says, Just in, Wendy Williams will not make season 13, experiencing serious health complications. Um, it's, uh, so Wendy Williams posted, um, saying the Wendy, Williams, the Wendy Williams show will start airing originals on Monday, October 18th, and with an exciting lineup of guest hosts and panels to be announced shortly, Wendy continues to be under medical supervision and meet with her medical team on a daily basis. She's making progress, but is experiencing serious complication as a direct result of grave disease in her thyroid condition. It has been determined that more time is needed before she is able to return her live hosting duties. Wendy is valued and stalwart member of the Deb Mar Mercury family and has been so for 12 years. We want her health to be her top priority. As soon as she's ready, she will be back in her treasured purple chair. We very much appreciate the, the respect for Wendy's privacy, as well as all good wishes for her fans, station partners, and advisors. This is another story that I'm going to do a recap on because it goes from she has COVID to where they put her in a psychiatric facility to where now they're saying it's because of her grave disease. Um, I just hope she gets better. All right. This next article once again is from emily top cotton top um it says actress lily bernard files a 125 million dollar lawsuit against bill cosby alleged that he drugged and raped her actress lily bernard who appeared on the cosby show has filed a 125 million dollar lawsuit thursday against bill cosby according to the documents obtained by cnn Bernard alleged that she met the comedian on the set of The Cosby Show and that in July 1990, he offered to be mentor of her acting career. I'm 
I'm going to tell anybody this. I don't care if they're A-list. I don't care if they're Z-list. Don't ask celebrities to mentor you. They don't have time for that. It adds that Cosby asked her detailed questions about her life and told her he would view her as if she were his own daughter and warn her of the sexual pressure of Hollywood, the suits alleges. Cosby allegedly told Bernard he would feature her in a principal speaking role on his show if she works hard and follows his directions. The lawsuit described Bernard allegedly going in and out of consciousness, waking up to find Cosby undressing her despite her saying no, and later woke against to find Cosby naked on top of her and raping her. In the suit, Bernard said she then woke to find herself naked and unable to move in an empty bathtub and jacuzzi and then awoke naked in bed the next morning. The suit alleges that Cosby threatened the actress that he would file a police report against her if she went to the police and he would erase her and prevent her from working in the entertainment industry if she reported what happened. So that's $125 million. How much Cosby worth? This next story is from it's on site.com. It's contributor. Um, and no, I don't have an opinion on that because I, I don't. I just don't. But let me continue with this next story. It's from it's on site. And it's contributor is Shady Porter. Homeless man tries to kidnap three-year-old in broad daylight in the Bronx. A scary encounter in Bronx was caught on video when a homeless man grabbed a young toddler out of her grandmother's arm and tried to take off with the child, according to WABC. This happened yesterday near East Tremont and Baisley Avenue in Schuylerville in the middle of the day. Witnesses were able to intervene and seize the three-year-old girl from Santiago Salcido, 27. The man ran off after the incident but was captured by the police later in the afternoon. Video showed a man carrying a blanket and sneaking up on the girl who was with her grandmother and two other small children on the street corner. He then grabbed her and wrapped her in a blanket, running away. The girl's grandma chased after them, yelling, so people intervened and rescued the girl from him. All of a sudden, this man just picked up a little girl, wrapped up her up in a blanket, and started running with her. He didn't get far because a lot of people tried to grab him. Freeman Brasero, who witnessed the event, said, Later, police found Sosito sleeping outside and booked him for attempting kidnapping. He smiled for media camera as he was led away in cuffs. Can I be straight up honest with you? What if I tell you that reason why that man did that was just to spend a night in a warm place? It's, it is getting cold. Um, Because at first when I saw this story, of course, y'all know I'm going to link it to... um. I'm going to link it to sex trafficking. But this is a homeless man, and it's getting cooler. And I know it gets actual cooler in New York, but here in Georgia, we go through all four seasons in one week. So what if I tell you he committed that crime just to get caught just so he can be in a warm prison cell? Just so he can have a warm food to eat? I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. I'm not saying it's okay to kidnap three-year-old. That's not okay because his ass need to go to jail for that. Why would you think it was okay to attack a three-year-old? But sometimes people commit crime just so they can have a place to lay their head in. Um, next story is from the neighborhood talk. And it said, Howard student protests horrible living conditions, rat, roaches, and mold. 
1017 artists stand in solidarity. Howard students are protesting horrible living conditions, which include rats, roaches, mold, mushrooms, and more. Mind you, the tuition runs 50K a year. 1017 artists, instead of performing like they were scheduled to, stood in solidarity with the student at Howard. Uh, so what are 50K going to? I better not find out that the uh, dean over there at Howard uh, is over here with a Rolls Royce. <sighs> well, I mean, see, we still got some stories. Okay, so this story is from She Gossip. And it says, Jelani Day's brother says his family isn't convinced police found the body of the missing Illinois grad student and that officials appear to be trying to cover up something. <coughs> he said, my brother went missing on August 24th and they found the body on September 4th. So that's not a long time, Day says. The body they identify as my brother, it looks like it's been in water for years. You couldn't identify whether it was a male or female because there was no genitalia, he added. Oh, my goodness. You couldn't tell the skin color because it was so pale and worn down. The face itself is something you could see in a science lab. They said his family has lost faith in a local law enforcement, feeling that the police initially downplayed his brother's disappearance and pushed a narrative that he was depressed. And, and, after, the, and after hiring a private and forensic pathologist to conduct the second autopsy, Day says the family believes officials are not, not being straightforward with them and that there are something, some things that they are trying to cover up. Y'all. Not only there's a possibility they didn't even find the young man's body, but they're trying to cover up what happened to him. My thoughts and my prayers go out to the day family. I hope they really do find this young man's body. Um, but they, you push, you know, I know they're trying to say they pushed the narrative that he was depressed and he was sad. Let's not take away from the fact that men do get depressed and do get sad. Um, but if that was not the case, it's not fair to make it seem like he had a mental situation or a mental problem. Be honest about what y'all did to this young man body. Please find this young man. This is sad. <sighs> All right, so this next story, it's a good story, uh, but I don't know. So this is from the Flossie Informer, and it says, Women claim, woman claim to be. Woman claims to be the missing girl in 21-year-old cold case. 21 years ago, a little girl named Brittany Renee Williams disappeared from Rainbow Kids, an independent foster home run by Kim Parker in the 90s. At the time, Williams was among the children with serious medical issues and learning disabilities under Parker's care. She had AIDS. However, I didn't mean to say it like that. She had AIDS. I don't know why it came out like that. However, in 2000, Williams disappeared. She didn't show up to the school or disappear for court hearing. Parker claimed to have sent William to California under the guardianship of two women. However, when the police investigated the matter, her story was turned down in addition to Detective Brazil, William had died, especially since she had no access to AIDS treatment. This was back when, you know, the treatment didn't help you live. 
for a long time and you couldn't, you know, because there are people now having kids and they have HIV AIDS. Um, so at this time, like the early 90s and the 90s and the early 2000s, it was a death sentence. So if she was a, a foster child and she didn't have her treatment, she she definitely could have died. Several sources also claim potential neglect, neglect and maltreatment ensued with the walls of Rainbow Kids that's calling Henrico Virginia's Child Protective Services. Eventually, Parker was charged with 73 counts of fraud and accused of stealing government benefits for Williams among to, um, amounting to $24,000. She spent 10 years in jail. While everyone believed the case had been closed, Kaylin Stevenson came forward recently claiming to be the missing child from 21 years ago. The Indiana resident physical features undoubtedly resemble that of Williams. In addition, Stevenson has scars on her torso that match the description of the missing child. Although she did not remember the name Brittany, her memory somehow retained the family's name Williams. When she Googled missing kids with the last name Williams, she saw a photo of a child that she knew was her. Despite the similar characteristics, Stevenson's birth certificate from her adopted parents indicated a different date of birth. She also does not have AIDS and had blood work completed many times in the past to verify. Both the police and FBI have been tested the Stevenson DNA with only the other daughter of her birth mother, Rose Marie Thompson. Although the authorities had yet to reveal anything, Anastasia El McElroy, Thompson's daughter, already met Stevenson. The sister immediately took matters in her own hands and had a DNA test with no surprise. The results showed a 95.83% possibility of being half-siblings. Currently, the pair are happily reunited. Wow, that's, that's an amazing story. You know, that's one thing. That that's an amazing story. Um, she does like the little girl in the picture. But, you know. That that's an amazing story. All right. So this is from the Jasmine brand, and its contributor was Kelly. It's Kelly Williams. I don't know why was came out, but is Kelly Williams. It says, Nick Cannon's new talk show fails to reach half a million viewers, according to report. Nick Cannon is cheesy, but apparently the thing thing is good over there. <laughs> according to Radar Online, Nick Cannon's new talk show, Cannon is drawing less ratings expect, expected, less ratings than expected. The site reported that the show debuted at less than half a million views and received devastating reviews. The perennial, the perennial television personality on syndicated program is not likely to take over Wendy Williams' time slot. Despite what rumors previously suggested, reportedly the show attracted 400,000 views a day for its first week of broadcasting late last month, laying the so tightest series at the bottom of the talk show pack. Yeah. I'm going to continue with the next story. I'm not going to give my opinion. Just be careful what you cheer and what you put out there. This is from the Melanin Podcast, Melanin Me Podcast. And it says Kyrie Irving will not be able to, will not be allowed to play or practice with the Brooklyn Nets until he is vaccinated. Y'all ain't shit for this one. 
I'm not a basketball fan, but y'all ain't shit for that one. I will call a spade a spade. Now, this one, I think this next story I'm about to tell y'all, I, I just hate these sad-ass stories. I'm telling y'all right now because they, ugh. but I don't like that it's the whole Los Angeles County saying this. Um. So, yeah, it says, this is from Gossip of the City underscore, and it says, Los Angeles County asks court to force Vanessa Bryant to take psychiatric exam in lawsuit. County attorneys are asking for Vanessa Bryant to undergo a psychiatric evaluation to prove she's going through the emotional anguish and distress she is claiming in her lawsuit. According to TMZ, court docs say the county is trying to determine if Vanessa and others suffered severe emotional distress as a result of the crash site photo allegedly being spread around and not because of the crash and deaths of the loved one. So you're telling me she cannot be psychologically distressed because they had the photos of her husband and daughter dead. And from what I'm understanding, they said those photos were really bad. And the psychiatric evaluation is a stab in the, in the <laughs> this is basic human emotions. Y'all just don't want to pay her. Just, just say y'all don't want to pay her. Let me continue. According to DMZ, docs say the court county is trying to determine if Vanessa and the others suffer severe emotional distress as a result of the crash site Photo allegedly being spread around and not because of the crash. Oh, y'all yeah, already read that part. The court, county's legal filing readings, despite putting their medical condition from and center in the case, plaintiffs refuse to submit to independent medical examinations. Because this, I think something like that would cause obvious distress. Imagine if that was your husband or your spouse and your child that died on a plane from horrid conditions. That's basic human shit, y'all. Come on. The county bring this motion to compel IMES of the plaintiffs, which are immediately when necessary to evaluate the existing extent, the nature of the plaintiff's alleged emotional injuries. Plaintiffs cannot claim that they are suffering from ongoing depression, anxiety, and severe emotional distress, and then balk at having to support their claims. Vanessa legal team reported, responded by saying that there was nothing more than a scorched earth approach and a slimy one at that, that where the county is overreaching in the discovery process and going to extreme ends to defend what her attorneys call indefensible conduct. LA County also said a photo was allegedly only shared among other county employees and a bartender and were never public. A judge has yet to make a ruling. Well, I'm not sure about that because there are people who have seen the picture who have nothing to do with that. All right. So we are our last three stories, girl. And today's podcast will be about the children of God. So this podcast might be two hours long because, girl, the cult of children of God, honey. 
Back to Miss Kelly Price and her drama, honey. Lord, Lord, have mercy. She's going to tell you how severe her situation was, even though she didn't feel the need to talk to her family when it happened. This is from the Jasmine Brandon, and this contributor is Nick Alexander Finley. Kelly Price revealed she contracted double pneumonia amid COVID battle. My left lung was damaged and my right lung was severely diminished. It says she's been having night terrors since flatlining. Now, I can understand the night terrors because you almost died and that's serious. She's trying to make y'all avoid the other part of the story that she didn't want y'all to know about. Kelly Price is continuing to speak on the way, ways that contracting coronavirus has affected her life. As previously reported, Kelly Price recently opened up about her battle with COVID-19. Now, Kelly Price is pro providing additional details about her battle with COVID-19. I thought we call it the Steven. Yeah, we call it the Steven. Sorry. Last night, Sunday, October 17th, Kelly Price jumped on Instagram Live and provided fans with updates. She initially stated, I am wonderful. I am alive and I'm working my way back to full health. I am so grateful. I don't know how to explain to you all what, the, what this experience has been contracting the Steven. I have the Delta variant. It's the sickest I ever been in my entire life. Kelly Price then revealed she had the Steven pneumonia and provided additional details about her situation. This has been one of the most excruciating, painful experiences of my life. I was very sick. I did flatline. The doctors were able to bring me back. Long Steven has been me has been having me to learn how to use my lungs again to get them to full capacity. I didn't just get COVID, but I also had COVID pneumonia. I had double pneumonia in both of my lungs. Even when I was released from the hospital, my left lung was damaged and my right lung was severely diminished. So coming out of the hospital, I was on oxygen at home for four weeks, connected to an oxygen machine in my bed, she added. If I wanted to sing a song right now, I couldn't probably sing it, but not fully out. Can't do a concert because I don't have the capacity or stamina to get through an entire concert just yet. Since being out of the hospital, I do have to have respiratory therapy. I have to see a cardiologist. That's probably been one of the hardest things to accept because I never have any kind of issues like that. So this, this Delta variant is serious. Um, Y'all know how I've been about the vaccine. Um, but I don't really go nowhere. Um, but uh, I haven't, I, I told y'all, I think, you know, it should be free. I'm not saying I, it should, you know, it should be free will when it comes to people getting the vaccine. Um, but if you're not going to get the vaccine, at least do things to build up your immune system from this variant. It's bad. Um, it's awful. And it's, it's a lie. That's a lie. Um, both her lungs are damaged and they're probably permanently damaged for the rest of her life because of this. So y'all stay safe. Don't be careless. It's still out here, um, which I got to be honest with you. One of the reasons why I kind of didn't go to the concert is because of that. But there's another reason why I didn't go to the Millennium Concert Girl. I might discuss it. It depends on the individual who's the reason why behind I didn't go. But I did not go. Um, and I'm kind of trying to be careful with that because of health reasons. I'm, I'm trying to stay away from big crowds 
because like once again i want to go see usher so and i do want to travel so i mean i'm one of those people where it's like ugh, you kind of got to take the vaccine if you want to go places um but i can't afford to go these places right now so i'm just stuck in the house so um you know right now there's no need for me to get the vaccine but when i do get the vaccine when i do get it it's going to be because i'm going to be traveling or anything like that but i have been big on there should be free will when it comes to the vaccine but i'm also a big big person at to telling you that there's other precautions you should take besides just taking the vaccine get inoculated we use the word inoculated but this is a serious case this is not something to be funny or anything um to get inoculated um but i don't think it's fair that what they're doing to Kyrie Irving don't get me wrong i don't think that's okay but i do understand that you're going to be in a stadium full of people in a crowd uh but there's no reason to keep somebody and bench them. So, y'all be careful out there. You can take other precautions as well, like wash your hands, hand sanitizer, hand wipes, baby wipes. I like using baby wipes because I have sensitive skin. Um, What else? Definitely wear a mask everywhere you go. This is the last story I have before we get to the big main event. Y'all know what the big main event is. Honey, they're gonna always be in the main event over here, even if I'm beefing with all four members of B2K. Okay, so this is from All True Tea, but I saw it originally this morning on the Lovely Tea. Um, um, this is the sad news. Former Secretary of State Colin Powell passed away at the age of 84 due to, they said, of course they said it was COVID-related complications, but somebody said he had cancer. Um, so he passed away today at the age of 84. He was the first Black Secretary of State from the for the United States government. Um, so... I'm going to read the tweet that was on his page, his General Colin Powell page on Twitter. And it says, General Colin L. Powell, former U.S. Secretary of State and Chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, passed away this morning due to the complication from COVID-19. He was fully vaccinated. He wanted to thank the medical staff at Walter Reed National Medical Center for their caring treatment. We have lost a remarkable and loving husband, father, grandfather, and a great American. Um, so um, my thoughts and my heart goes out to his family. He was the first black U.S. Secretary of State. Um, so, yeah. We lost another one. Now to the main event, y'all. These niggas can't get together, even if they got cheering. Um, <laughs> so of course, for some reason, uh, 
What happened was, you see, what happened was, Amorian got offended by a post that State Farm Arena did. State Farm Arena used to be Phyllis Arena when we went to the screen tours, okay? So, it's now State Farm Arena. So, State Farm Arena, with they shady asses, <laughs> they are team Bow Wow, obviously. Okay, which that's not what you're supposed to be doing when somebody comes to your venue. That's just not how you're supposed to conduct yourself, y'all. Okay, that's just not how you do it. So I'm going to read exactly from what State Farm Arena said. And it was kind of some shade to Omarion. Omarion. So State Farm posted... On Friday, which the concert was on Saturday, and it says almost 20 years ago, Ed Shad Moss took the Phyllis Arena stage, and tomorrow he's coming back with Omorian for the Millennium Tour. Omorian took it upon his petty little scorpion self. <laughs> issue still from because this is an old ass issue Amoria took it upon his little petty scorpion self <laughs> oh my lord have mercy on my soul Jesus 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 Amoria took it upon his little petty self because he felt like they were throwing shade <laughs> Then he threw more shade afterwards, too, by the way. But he took it upon his little petty self. He petty. Can I find this? Or no? I can't find this. Oh, no. Um, no. I don't know what I did with it. But I had it. I think I had it. I'm not sure. Let's see. I'm about to get rid of it. Amoria felt some kind of way about it. He said, uh, no, Bow Wow is coming with me. Okay. In other words, he's headlining the tour and Bow Wow is an opening act. Well, if that's the case, there it is. I found it. He said, okay, this is what he said. He said, actually, he's coming with me, but you got it at State Farm Arena. We will be there tomorrow. <laughs> all around this tour. Heavenly Father, Lord, have mercy. God, protect this tour. Oh, my Lord. Ooh. After all these years, y'all still some petty Negroes. I'll tell you that. Bow Wow felt some kind of way about this. These are both water signs, so they're going to be emotional. So Bow Wow on here, he got mad. He said, morning is y'all headliner. It's his tour. And it's because somebody said that. Um, how are you getting only 15 minutes? Thought you and Amorian were the headliners. 
And Omorian, he says, Omorian is y'all headliner. It is his tour. I knew I should have waited this out, should have rest up, and did 2020 with my bro Chris Brown. So you confirm it as a Chris Brown concert. I'm going. All right. I got to see Mr. Chris Brown. I love Chris Brown. Then he it is so sad. You've been wanting this comeback so long. You going to quit the fuck, man? He said, yep. Fuck him. And somebody said, can y'all get sued by the record labels if you quit in the middle of the tour? Nobody on no record label. They said nobody owns Bow Wow. He right. He on no level. And he says, too much bitching and complaining on this tour. I'm busting cast asses every night. Every night they're trying to complain and take something away from me. I get 1,000% and y'all know it. ATL, I hope y'all show together. I'm going to bust y'all ass for 45 minutes straight. Try me. they got it back together and they continued the rest of the weekend Bow Wow was in his feelings spectacular pulled Bow Wow aside and said chill the hell out man this is your money this is your bread and butter you were still able to sell all arenas at 34 years old that's a blessing brother and that is a blessing okay y'all were known as kid stars and y'all are able to sell out years later that was longevity is. You have it. A lot of these new artists are not going to have that. But y'all have it and y'all can't be screwing up this tour. This is to you and Omorian. Okay? Don't be screwing up this tour. It's bad enough B2K ain't on it again. We ain't going to talk about that because I got so many jabs. Girl, I got so many punches. Girl, I'm a homer Ali in a ring right now at B2K right now. All right? Let me tell you something. For y'all to still have some relevancy after all these years, I don't need y'all screwing up this tour. But this stems back to years ago, okay? Well, it was a, it was a fight. It was a fight between B2K and 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 um, Bow Wow. Why about to say Razby? Anyway, this is a fight between B2K and Bow Wow, okay? So, when they did the Scream 2 tour, y'all understand that B2K got their start as a little scrub at opening up for Bow Wow in the first Scream tour in 2001, all right? So, moving forward, I know this podcast wasn't supposed to be about that, but uh, I want to just explain y'all a little history about why this issue is stemming, because this is like 20-year-old issues, um, so back in the day, they did the Scream Toe Tour, Bow Out and B2K. And the issue was that Mario wasn't on the Scream Tour. Just like y'all kicked Mario off this last tour, all right? And it always had something to do with B2K or Morion. Y'all don't want me to go there, but <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Who with the best vocals shall win? Anyway, 
Um, Bow Wow had an issue that the tour was full of TUG artists, which was uh, Pedophile Stokes. That's not allegedly. Pedophile Stokes label that he built off B2K's back, all right? Because he couldn't do it with IMX. They ain't shit. Because IMX tried to do a tour after the Millennium Tour 2019. Nobody bought tickets but Texas. So there's some weirdo in Texas that still like IMX. At least y'all know y'all can get one little show. Weirdos. Anyway. <laughs> Bow Wow left the screen tour and was going to tour with Mario because they wouldn't let Mario on the screen tour and it was a TUG thing. And there was beef between B2K and Bow Wow. And Bow Wow spilled some tea that he cannot pick up. All right. Because there's a reason why Raz said what he said. I'm not really on his team right now. But I will tell you, the reason Raz said what he said was because Bow spilled some tea that he wasn't supposed to spill. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you. He spilled all that tea all around Atlanta, honey. Because it somehow got to my hometown, Covington, Georgia, in my middle school class from some teenage boys. Now explain that to me. Anyway, so it, this this goes back to him being king of 106 and Park, him being the king of the screen tours, and now the Millennium Tour. Let's be honest, the Millennium Tour will start off the back of Raz Beat. All right? Y'all don't sit there and throw that little tour, and that Negro don't make money like that on it. So they stole his tour. Kick them niggas from B2K off of it. Now it's Bow Wow and Amorian doing face-off shit. And Amorian is like, uh, no, Bow Wow's on tour with me. And everybody's like, girl. It's 2002 all over again. <laughs> now we at it again. So this has been a long issue, right? This is a 20-year issue. This is a 20-year problem um, between Bow Wow and Amoria. But I'm going to tell y'all straight up as fans of the Scream Tour because I need y'all to do another tour. Well, you know what? Let's be straight up honest. I just want to see Chris Brown. When you said Chris Brown going to do a tour in 2020, 2022? All right, so. All right, Yeah. I got to see me to Chris Brown. I have not seen Chris Brown live in my life before. And I remember one year I went to the screen tour instead of go see Chris Brown for my birthday. Chris Brown was in town for my birthday and I was pissed. So we got to see Chris Brown. Goal is to see Chris Brown, y'all. But um, please, y'all keep this screen tour going. Y'all are fathers now. Y'all ain't got time for this foolishness, Okay. With that being said, this concludes my story topics, okay? The stories of the day, what's going on. Just in case y'all know, I don't know. My voice is getting a little weird right now. It's not horse. It was horse yesterday. Um, But I'm going to tell y'all, it's laryngitis. I don't have the Steven. 
I don't go nowhere to get the Steven. Even though I'm questioning the practices of some of the Uber Eats and DoorDash drivers. Um, but anyway, today's topic is going to be about children of God cult. Now, this one is going to be, they all are interesting, but this one is going to surprise you at who the members are, who was a part of it, and whose family was part of it. Because, girl, for you to have such a holy name can be so unholy. I have two articles dealing with this story. Um, I'm going to do two articles dealing with this story. Um, I want y'all to sit back and relax because this cult actually still exists. Um, so I have to be careful with what I say. Um, there could be one around here. I don't know. People might have different sectors or whatever. But um, I want y'all to sit back and relax and enjoy this podcast. It's about the Children of God cult. Um, so the first article I found is from Esquire.com. And it says, and this article was written by Gabrielle Bruni on October 5th, 2019. And it says, Joaquin Phoenix and Rose McGowan spent their early years in a religious cult. Then it became infamous. Joker star Joaquin Phoenix had an unconventional early childhood living in Venezuela, Florida, and eventually Hollywood in his periphery, his peripatetic, peripatetic, Parents and siblings, Summer Liberty Rain, and late fellow actor River. But until Phoenix was around three years old in 1977, the family were followers of the Children of God, a cult hymned by a rogue preacher called David Berg that would later become notorious amid alleged allegations of child sexual abuse. And he's he's not the only celebrity who spent some of their early years in the group. Rose McGowan also spent part of her childhood in the cult. Here's what you need to know. In 1968, preacher David Brandberg founded a group initially called the Teens for Christ, which at first consists of young runaways and hippies. This church would evolve into a Children of God, which at one point counted 15,000 members around the world. The church believed in a group living in a zealous proselytizing and soon grew to include numbers of communes. Members of these communities could be isolated as they didn't work. People who held real-world jobs were called systemics, systemites and sent their children to school. Berg's church melded worship of Jesus Christ with the 60s era's free love and preached a fairly standard cult leader prophecy, the apocalypse was coming. And this is the reason, the main purpose of me talking about these cults is that a lot of y'all know there's a lot of people going around here. There's probably people around here preaching the book of Revelations and telling you the world is coming to an end. The reason why I'm doing these topics is because it feels like we're on the edge, on the cusp of something. And I don't want y'all to get weak-minded enough and join groups and do crazy stuff, all right? This is the, the main reason it's because it feels like we're on the cusp or on the precipice of something. And I want y'all to understand that I need you to stay calm, relax, and, and, and meditate. And don't do any weak-minded 
stuff like this, okay? Because it does affect your family, it, it affects your children, it affects your dog, it affects the cats, it affects everybody when you do these things. Let me continue. This doomsday predication encourages followers to live hand-to-mouth hand, hand rather than making long-term plans. Ex-women's latest hold the guardian of begging for alms and the subsiding of off of donated food. The cult earned notoriety for his sexual practice, which include what Bird dubbed flirty fishing, which found him ordering female followers to have sex with men in order to bring them into the cult. In 1979, he reported that flirty fishers had 19,000 members to the group ranks. It was a religious prostitution, one of Berg's daughters told Timeline in 2017. Joaquin Phoenix told Vanity Fair that the introduction of flirty fishing policy drove his parents to leave the group. They got some letters or however it came, some suggestions of that. He said they would like, fuck this, we're out of here. His mother, Hart Phoenix, told the magazine that it took several years to get over our pains and loneliness as a leaving the group. Rose McGowan's family also escaped the cult during her childhood. Some in the cult reportedly extended sexual policies to children, allegedly permitting even encouraging child sex abuse. Berg himself was accused of sexually abusing young girls, including his daughters and granddaughters. It definitely wasn't a safe place to grow up, especially if you were a girl, one former member told The Guardian in 2017. Close friends of mine growing up were abused and raped. In 1993, a former member of the group named Rick Dupuy, I know that's not the right way to say his name, appeared on Larry King Live and told the host that he's been ordered to, by the group to rape a 10-year-old. Ricky, like other members of the ex, of the ex members of the group, later committed suicide. David Berg died in 1994, and at the time of his death, he was under investigation from both Interpol and the FBI. His wife, Karen Zerby, inherited leadership, but the cult landed in the headlines again in 2005 after their son, Ricky Rodriguez, killed himself and another former member of the group. Rodriguez well, was well known in the cult. His childhood had been recounted in a parenting manual spread among the members. The New York Times, after receiving... Reviewing pages of the book sent by former followers reported that in it, the toddler, Ricky, is described as described or else pictured as watching intercourse in orgies, fondling his name's breast and having his genitals fondled. Oh my God. Oh Lord. Oh. Some of this stuff is just. Let me break for a minute. Some of this stuff is, um, all of it is disturbing. It's disturbing to me that someone can lead a group of people and then turn around and deceive them so bad to where their children are victims to what they're doing. It's messed up and it's screwed up. Um, that's why I say you have to be careful. You have to be careful who you listen to. You got to be careful what religion you listen to. You got to be careful. 
And it's not just a religious thing. It's people doing it under the arc of religion and making it seem like it's religion, but it's not. It's just to get you to do things. And ultimately, it's for money. You can get a good tax break from having a church, y'all. Y'all know that? Churches don't have to pay taxes. Churches don't have to pay taxes. The church still has members, by the way. It still exists online. I don't want to read the remainder of the article. If you want to find an article, go to Esquire.com to look at this article. It's not an old article. It's only two years old. Um, I can't finish it because I... I'm skimming the rest of this article and I can't. I can't and I'm not um y'all know I make the same point at on all my podcasts I say the same thing on all my podcasts I, I can't with that I'm not being dramatic. it's just that at a point where you just you look at stuff and you're like jeez okay so with that being said, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast, even though we had a moment here uh, with me. Um, I'm supposed to be doing another one about Summer Shinrikyo. It's another cult. I will be examining it tonight, and if I can sleep through it, and deal with it. I will be talking about it. If not, I will get into the Halloween spirit, honey. Cause your girl ain't. I ain't really feeling this. <laughs> so it's people go too far. Okay. Y'all go too far. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. Uh, Bow out of Morian. I hope you guys go to couple counseling to fix this whole situation because I'm tired of my favorite ex going through this. I have not gotten attached to any artist since 2005, and the last artist I got attached to, uh, which was Chris Brown, I'm kind of over it, and I don't think it's funny. Get it together, y'all. Okay, I might I might be coming to a later date to see y'all. Okay, I'm be wearing a tight dress, and I'm have them giddies out, and um, you know, I'm have big hair, everything. So y'all do it for me, cause it's sweet over here. <laughs> With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. These walls are thin. Be careful who's watching you. <laughs>